The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Tina Lehman. Grass-fed versus conventional. When does it matter most? By now, you're convinced of the general overall superiority of grass-fed, pasture-raised meat. If you come at it from the nutrition angle, grass-fed wins across the board. If you're more concerned with the ethics of animal husbandry, grass-fed animals live overall better lives than animals in concentrated feedlots. If you worry about the use of antibiotics in agriculture and the rise of antibiotic-resistant bacteria, grass-fed animals receive less medication and sometimes none. Whatever your inclination, animals who range free and nibble their biologically appropriate diet of various grasses tend to be happier, healthier, and produce more nutrient-dense meat, milk, and fat. It's objectively better. Even an honest vegan will admit that. But the stuff is expensive. I have the luxury of buying and eating solely grass-fed, pasture-raised meat and dairy. But not everyone can. Most folks have to choose. They have to pick their battles. Today's post will help you choose wisely. When to buy grass-fed or pasture-raised. Number one, you're buying high-fat meat. The real difference between grass-fed and conventional meat lies in the fat. Several key differences exist. Grass-fed is higher in omega-3s than conventional fat. The absolute amount isn't very high, but if you eat a significant amount of animal fat, as many primal people do, the omega-3 adds up. Grass-fed fat contains more conjugated linoleic acid, CLA, a natural trans fat formed in the rumens of animals like cows and lamb. CLA has anti-carcinogenic, anti-inflammatory properties. Grass-fed fat is higher in stearic acid, a cholesterol-neutral saturated fat. If your blood lipids are sensitive to saturated fat, even conventional researchers admit that stearic acid, which converts to oleic acid in vivo, is neutral or beneficial. Grass-fed fat is higher in vitamin E, vitamin A, and glutathione. Grass-fed fat is higher in antioxidants, making it more resistant to oxidative damage during cooking. Pastured animals allowed to eat fresh grass, wild forage, and herbs will effectively produce antioxidant-infused meat with greater oxidative stability than animals raised on concentrated feed. If you're buying high-fat meat like roasts, ribeyes, ground beef, oxtail, and other cuts, go grass-fed and make it count. Number two, you're buying bacon. As much as we fetishize the formerly forbidden food of bacon, it's really not supposed to be eaten in massive quantities. My favorite way to eat bacon is as an ingredient in other dishes, enhanced by the smokiness and fat. Sure, I'll eat a few strips of really good bacon, but I'm not sitting down to a pound of bacon. I'm not using bacon as a protein source. If you treat bacon like a condiment, you can afford the expensive pasture-raised stuff. The evidence suggests it's worth it. Pork raised in the outdoors on a high oleic acid diet versus indoors on a diet high in omega-6 rich soybeans and corn has a better omega-3, omega-6 ratio, less PUFA, and more monounsaturated fat. The improved fat quality renders it more resistant to high heat. Another study found that raising Iberian pigs outdoors on an egg, corn, and grass diet improved both the monounsaturated fat content and the omega-3, omega-6 ratio. Number three, you're buying dairy. 
The evidence continues to mount in favor of organic and or pastured dairy. Not only is it higher in omega-3 fats and antioxidants, the amount present in organic pastured dairy is relevant to consumers. It contains about 50% more omega-3 fats than conventional dairy, meaning it has a physiological impact. If you're eating a lot of dairy, maybe you're a kid or a pregnant lady trying to get adequate calcium, organic pastured dairy is especially crucial. Number four, you're buying cream or butter or ghee. Butter and cream is almost pure milk fat, accentuating the differences between grass and grain feeding. Studies indicate that concentrated grass-fed milk fat really is better than the conventional stuff. Grass-fed butter is less atherogenic than regular butter. Rats eating pastured cream have stronger gut barriers and better metabolic profiles than rats eating standard cream. Ghee with higher amounts of CLA, which is another way to say grass-fed ghee, increases antioxidant capacity and resistance to heart disease, and increases HDL and prevents hyperinsulinemia in rats. Is regular old cream, butter, and ghee okay to eat? Maybe, but I wouldn't bet against grass-fed, and the price difference isn't great enough to justify taking the chance. Number five, you care about farmer profits. The reason why grass-fed meat costs so much more than conventional meat is multifold. They're less efficient growers. Grass-fed animals are harvested at 22 months. Grain-fed animals are harvested at 14 months. They can't be produced in bulk. Grass-fed livestock cannot, by definition, be crammed into feedlots. Space is premium, and that means fewer animals per acre. That makes wholesale grass-fed less profitable in general than wholesale conventional feeding. But when you slide up to the grass-fed beef farm stand and initially balk at the prices, know that they're not just artificially raising prices out of greed. Those prices are necessary for the farmer to stay afloat, make a living, and keep raising animals and producing meat the right way. And it means your purchase is going directly to the person who raised your meat, not run through the gauntlet of middlemen. Number six, you care about the environment. Last week, I explained how rotational grazing is better for the environment than normal range feeding or conventional feedlotting. Yep, that's a verb. It keeps livestock on a more natural feeding pattern, gives ample time for the paddocks to regrow its plants, and helps sink more carbon into the soil. Grass-fed ranchers are turning to rotational grazing in increasing numbers. So by purchasing grass-fed, you encourage this healthy environmental process. And the seventh reason is you want more collagen. Who doesn't want more collagen? This is just conjecture, but I'm confident it's correct. Grass-fed animals move more than feedlot animals. They walk, they run, they cavort, they wrestle. All this means their joints receive more loading than the animal who just stands around eating grain and farting. And since, like all other tissues, the connective tissue responds to loading by strengthening and fortifying itself, grass-fed meat and bones and joints should have more collagen than their conventional counterparts. When conventional is fine. 1. You're buying protein powder. Protein is protein is protein. Soy isn't whey, but grass-fed whey isolate is identical to conventional whey isolate. The feeding method does not alter the content and composition of the amino acids present in a protein. Grass-feeding can affect the fatty acid, antioxidant, and micronutrient content of meat and dairy in a favorable way, but not the amino acid profile. 
Whey protein is about the protein, the amino acid profile. If what you want is pure dairy protein and you're only worried about the nutrition, the source doesn't matter. Number two, you're buying gelatin powder. Same situation as whey, gelatin is a protein. The feeding method doesn't affect the protein content or amino acid concentration, so there's no nutritional need to buy grass-fed gelatin. That said, most of the gelatin brands popular in the ancestral health community do come from grass-fed sources. Number three, you're feeding picky eaters. I love a good grass-fed ribeye. I love the texture, the intense flavor, the deep yellow marbling, the complexity. But to some people, grass-fed meat is tough and gamey. If you're feeding a dinner party full of these types of folks, people who have never had grass-fed beef, who are picky eaters, who prefer blander, more comfortable flavors. Going conventional is probably safer. It's more forgiving to cook, and everyone, except for the hardcore primals in attendance, will enjoy it. And number four, you're buying lean meat. If you can budget for it, lean grass-fed meat is still the superior choice. But since the major differences lie in the fatty acid composition and content, lean meat doesn't have to be grass-fed. As mentioned above, the protein remains the same, regardless of the feed. You will miss out on a few nutrients found in slightly higher levels in grass-fed meat, like zinc, sodium, and B12. But these are balanced by slightly lower levels of magnesium and potassium. Either way, it's mostly a wash, and all red meat, whether grass-fed or conventional, is a good source of all those nutrients. Grass-fed animal foods aren't a deal-breaker for successfully going primal. You can be incredibly healthy without ever sniffing a piece of grass-fed lamb. But if you're going to eat a lot of animal foods, you owe it to your health to choose grass-fed when it matters most. Hopefully, today's post helps you decide what that means to you. I'd love to hear from you. When do you buy grass-fed? When do you skip it? I'd love to know your decision-making process. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care and have a great day.